Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna hit you over the head with it right out of the gate. <laughs> but I have a hot take that might be not only the most heavy hot take mm-hmm. that I've thrown out at least in a long time, heavy. but quite potentially a hot take that is going to shock, surprise, and warm your heart in the way that no hot take has ever taken hotly before. Huh. I am shocked and intrigued, and I'm going to yeah. get our openings out of the way yeah. to get Hello to and welcome. Welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. I am Peter, that is Brady. We're reviewing the 2015 film The Witch, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of that in a minute, but hot take away oh you want it right now like is it well when you think it's appropriate should i continue uh, do you have trivia i do well and yeah, i'll well, peel it back for first. a second it is the spooky season so we had a vote for horror movies so more on the scary side of things versus you know like charlie brown halloween or whatever um you know family movies there are so we had some Non-family movies, we had The Witch, we had The Nun, we had Paranormal Activity, we had The Invitation. Uh, So we had uh, The Witch winning, of course. Uh, Strong following and closely almost winning was The Nun. Uh, So regardless, we were going to have a spooky or creepy time. Uh, But The Witch came out ahead. And obviously that's what we're here to review. And I do have trivia, so I can get right into that if that makes sense to do first. Yeah, now you've had weeks, <laughs> weeks to find a suitable trivia music replacement song. Oh, okay. That's not where I thought you were going with this. I was going to no. say, I've had seven years to come up with trivia. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, so here's the thing. Oh, my God. Don't, sounds, no, wait, don't. wait. This sounds an awful lot like an excuse coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not for lack of trying. I have to be quite honest. If I, if you had a, a video camera on me, which I, I'm not convinced you don't, but if you did, uh, I actually put some time into it a couple different nights in the last seven days where I've been on a website with appropriate, you know, sounds that can be utilized. And yeah, I've be been careful. clicking. A- <laughs> Someone just be like, well, I, I don't know if you have a camera on me, but uh, several <laughs> nights this week I was on a website. Okay, pal. <laughs> First sound effects. Oh, okay. And um, I, I actually was putting some time and effort into finding sound effects. And I'm telling you, I found nothing, nothing. that was a suitable replacement. I've got an interim from the soundboard that I can use. It's not Mm-mm, the long-term no. solution. So no. if you want, I'll just postpone using it. But yeah, it's I no. swear, it's not from lack of effort, but it's it's a big deal to me and it has to be the right sound. And all I found was either oh, hokey agree. Or just, it wasn't right, so... Yeah, this is not a uh, task that should be taken lightly. <laughs> no. Lightly, uh, so, I mean. there is no sound, but there is trivia. All right, so, let's do it, sir. Okay, here's some tidbits that I just want to lay on you before it's one question that I give you. Um, so, the premise, obviously, this is more just setting the stage, obviously, as most are aware who have seen this film, takes place uh, in the period... Uh, specifically around about 60 years before the infamous witch trials in Salem. Um, Something I found curious, and I didn't realize this, but uh, there was the whole symbolism with the rabbit, and I was curious what that meant, what the significance of that was. And what I found out, what I didn't know, was apparently hares um, in colonial New England 
were considered a magical creature that were often associated with witches or or witches that stole milk or spoiled milk from farm animals. So uh, that was the reason that uh, hares were involved in this film as far as a symbolic use. Yeah. Um, you can never trust the- a pair of conies. <laughs> Unless they're boiling in soup with taters. With taters, yep. Um, the, wor- the word witch with two Vs is uh, some of the posters show is how the word would have been written at the time as at the time the letter W was not yet commonly used. Huh. Um, That's one of my favorite letters. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm serious. I oh, you're actually I, serious. I don't, I don't know if most people have like a favorite letter. Yeah. But I like W. I like the way it, well, it's shaped. Yeah. I li- it's my favorite letter to say in French. Right. right. So it's just like. I, like I don't then I think that for that reason you probably wouldn't have liked living in the 15th or 16th centuries. I mean Well, it, and I I think it also proves that I'm not a witch. Well, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Um my question for you. At that period of time where this movie sets place. Okay, what was let me think back. <laughs> okay. What was forbidden by the church? At that time. And you, you got three options. Oh, you got to give I, me an option. Okay. I was going to say, because I mean, like, I, <laughs> if that's an How open-ended paper, question, then... How much paper you got? Yeah. Okay. Uh, eating butter. Eating butter. Okay. Reciting the Lord's Prayer outside an ordained church. Or okay. growing and eating corn. Growing and eating corn. Okay, so... I mean, we in this film, we see them recite the Lord's Prayer outside of an ordained church. Hmm. And... That one just seems weird, because you would think the church would want you just, you know, praying all over the place, but the church has also got some weird old... Rules and histories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Corn, I don't know, wasn't like, there's also corn. They've got like corn hanging as decoration (laughs) on the outside of their house in this. It isn't like, it feels feels like their society was built on corn. I don't know if it was... For the just the sake of it, like I don't know if it was for like getting decor and like to spruce things up for their pumpkin spice lattes they were having. Like, I'm assuming it was practically drying out. Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Time. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't like. Oh well, October again. Get the <laughs> put put the pumpkin on the front step. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it so? I gotta go with. See that then, but butter just seems like mm-hmm. I don't know. See, corn and butter are both things that I would associate with this time period and this group of people because corn—they mm. were just probably growing a lot of corn, and it was like a you know that's what you're feeding the animals. It's what you're so I mm-hmm. like I could see not eating corn but not growing it as well. Like you got like mm. and I feel like they were growing corn left, right, and center, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell are these people doing with their free like they don't have Netflix so if they're not out back churning butter then I don't know what they're even doing with their time. So I'm going to listen, I'm going to go with the Lord's Wow, see, but this family was so devout and that was the reason 
It doesn't seem like they would break rules of the church. Mm. In doing... So I'm going to go with butter, only because it was the only thing that wasn't depicted. Hmm. Right? Because we see them, we see corn, we see corn hanging up, the heathens, and we also see... <laughs> uh, we see them, you know, as, as little Timmy... What's his name? Is lying on the bed, throwing two and, you know... Uh, yeah. they're like our father who aren't and then they like start mm. screaming at the twins because the twins don't remember the Lord's Prayer anymore <laughs> so kicking them and get them to yeah so I'm gonna go with butter but it Sir. doesn't make any freaking sense to me none of them yeah. make sense but I, I I'm gonna go with yeah. butter because it was the one thing that we didn't see you know this devout churchy family <laughs> consume at some point mm-hmm. uh, so at the end of the film that is correct it is butter uh, at the end of the film, Black Philip asks Thomason, wouldst thou like the taste of butter? And at the time, uh, eating butter was declared by the church as a bigger sin than lying, blasphemy, or impurity. Uh, it still is to this day. <laughs> like, it's like impurity. If you have, if you have food sex with butter and then you lie about it, that is like the trifecta of the Catholic. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um, as you pointed out, reciting the Lord's Prayer uh, during the witch hunts, it was widely believed that witches could not say the entire Lord's Prayer. So that is why the family flipped their shit when the two kids just stopped saying it partway through and just lie on the ground. So that was some Okay, then we're her. back to maybe I am a witch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then growing and eating corn was false, obviously. But uh, in the in the movie, uh, William, William is shown holding a rotten corn cob. And that is potentially uh, a reference to ergot, a fungus that produces hallucinogenic prop or hallucinogenic effects. Um, so, just as a pulling back the curtains historically, uh, theories to the witch trial. There's the theory that there were actually witches, which I don't believe in. I think it was all hocus pocus. Um, but one of the theories is it was just economic issues. So there was famine. So people were looking for an outlet of blame. One thing or another theory is just that there was some mass hysteria. And as we know, as human beings, once, you know, we get on the bandwagon and people being evil and ugly as they can be, that can get scary. But a third theory leading back to this corn is one theory is that this fungus was growing in the area, giving people hallucinations and different muscle contractions. So different things where they would have seen people having, you know, stiff laying on the ground going, they're possessed by a witch or hallucinations of, I saw my neighbor and she was doing witch things. So it's hard to know which of these three things, if maybe not all a combination of all three led to these hysteria of horrible things that happen. But, Maybe this was a bit of a reference to that in the film when they showed these rotten corn cobs being overgrown by fungus. So, so two things. Mm-hmm. One is about butter. Sure. Because I did a quick Google search here. Okay. And it looks like, yeah, not only was not only was <laughs> butter like outlawed by the Roman Catholic Church, <laughs> but butter is like one of the cornerstones on the founding of the Protestant church. Yes, I did see that. Because there's a bunch of people who were like, well, I love the Lord, yeah. but I also want butter, so we can't... <laughs> I actually, related to that trivia question, I didn't mention this, but yeah, the Protestant Reformation leader, Martin Luther, rallied against yeah. this edict. And 
maybe fairly because it was often often only enforced against the poor so it sounded like if you were rich you still got your butter on your popcorn but if you were poor you were out of luck yeah so literally they were like i love the lord but <laughs> i'm not i'm not not having butter and i'm certainly not saying any hell marys so let's form our own get up so that also the other thing so you said like okay you, you didn't believe mm. that there were witches i so my thought on that mm-hmm. sure is you know i don't believe that there was like you know that there, in salem there were all these like an abundance of witches and, mm. and blah 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 but like sure. so but you like do you is it correct because we've like we've done mm-hmm. episodes in the past where we talk about like paranormal mm-hmm. stuff and hauntings Sup- and sup- possessions and yeah. stuff supernatural stuff. things yeah. that don't have explanations yeah so so but would you you know maybe not like a witch with a cauldron mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like you know you 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 do believe in and correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but you you would believe in like people making like people reaching out praying to making deals and and mm. and bargains and packs and stuff like that with quote unquote the devil correct yeah you know i you know there's a lot of stipulations in there but i would generally sure. say yeah like that is quite in my realm of belief that could be quite possible i right. suppose so in in my in my thought process that's all it mm. was is that which was a term that they right. gave to the women who right. had for whatever reason at the time uh made deals with the devil mm-hmm. and were you know so it's, it's, it's sort of a common teaching which is my understanding uh because i once asked a, a, a church leader right mm. i was like why why in the old days do we hear a lot of like more hollywood-esque possessions mm. and and in these third world countries and stuff like that we hear about like more hollywood-esque possessions uh but we don't we don't get that here mm-hmm. really um and their thought process was that sort of the way that you know his explanation for it was that you know because here where we have video games and Netflix and mm. all this other stuff that we can fill our lives with that, you know, mm. because the whole point of a possession and the, like the, the devil's goal is not to scare you. It's to remove you from God. Mm. Right. And so, and like, we've got enough junk and crap here <laughs> that we're doing right. that ourselves anyways. And so, yeah. apparently the devil doesn't need to do that. And we've so got, like, it we've got 27 seasons of Grey's Anatomy for that. Yeah, so like it wouldn't surprise me, like based on that logic. And this, and like, listen, mm-hmm. this is not me stating a belief system or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. This is just like, for sure, out of curiosity. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. so like, what is your explanation for this? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so my thought would be like, you know, so back in, in these times, like, if that's true, and mm-hmm. if there is a devil and, and people are making packs with him, then it doesn't seem uncommon or unlikely that some of them would be given not necessarily abilities but like that stuff would get dark and creepy sure faster in those times yeah i don't know but so i i i do believe that there were witches but not this like witch epidemic right 
right. in, like history tells us. I think a lot yeah. of people were burned at the stake or yeah. drowned or whatever mm-hmm. that weren't actually witches. They were just, yeah. you know, l- liked their butter. Like that was, <laughs> right. you know. So, yeah. so listen, I want to get into the weeds just a little bit more before we move on. Because you do raise up some really interesting points and I just want to bite on it while we're here. Um. Because I think what you're saying logically makes sense and it could be an explanation. I think I just think specifically in this case, some of the outlying or like surrounding details make me think it's more in the hysteria camp. Just again, when you, when I've, the things I've read or seen online where it's like at the time there was just such economical hardship and people are what they are. They like to scapegoat people. So I think that fed into it. I think maybe there's this hallucinogenic aspect that fed into it. And I, when you look at some of the surrounding testimonies where, you know, there was, there was apparently a doctor who went on trial was the local doctor in the town and you go, okay, you know, respect, reputed, respectable professional, the community testified against some of these switches. But then when you dig deeper, it's like, okay, he was Harvard educated, but in the 16th century or whenever this happened in the 16, whatever it was, he was illiterate. Like he, you know, when you peel back some of these things or like when you look at, I think it was around 20 people that were executed, unfortunately, as a result of it. And some of four of them were actually men, believe it or not. And one of them was a man who had like the town magistrate or someone who like who was formally educated and formally like in a position of power testify against this man and say i saw you use an invisibility cloak given to you by satan where you just hear some of these (laughs) where you hear some of these things and you go okay I understand that there are supernatural things that we don't understand that you're alluding to that in certain supernatural circumstances, and this could be one, I'm not refuting what you're saying, but where there are certain things we can't explain, and I think there are some things where people delve into things too deep and weird things can happen. The more I, the conclusion I've come to from reading these things go, people are messed up, they like scapegoats, people get in a hysteria train and just come up with all kinds of ridiculous crap and just yeah like when you kind of break down some of the different things i've come to the conclusion i don't think any of that stuff was going on doesn't mean it wasn't who knows but just yeah it's or like even when one of the main accusers was the town I don't know if I guess it would be the priest or the the town pastor or whatever it was i'm I'm not sure how, what he would be classified as but at the time like economically and just geopolitically he was kind of losing a lot of his power well after all these trials went on he his power ascended again so you go okay this is a little fishy was he utilizing this for his own gain let's dig a bit deeper one of the accusees or the accused people were was his slave tichiba who who they claimed was a witch and was one of the only people who actually said she was a witch and yet they didn't accuse her so like there's a, there's there's things where i start going okay there's red flags i don't think anything real supernatural was going on here per se who knows but i think I think humans are sometimes a bit scary in our mob mentality, and that can also be a scary factor. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, speaking of hot takes. Okay. Are you ready? I hope so. This film. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Here we go. This movie. Yep. 
And I I cringe a little bit at giving it the title movie. Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> Is such garbage. Oh, gee, golly. Oh. And I, listen, listen, I've put a lot of thought into this to make sure that I believe what I'm about to say. And oh, oh, I know. Oh, good heavens. Given just, the choice of watching. I'm not going to steal your thunder, but I know where this is going. I given know the it. choice of watching this movie or Lost in Translation. Oh, my gosh. I would choose Lost in Translation every time. Oh, my gosh. Every time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh. This movie is so dumb for multiple reasons that we'll get into, but it's so bad. Oh, Oh my gosh. Except for like one or two moments. Sure. It doesn't even begin to approach the realm of scary. Oh, So much so. So I sat and watched this movie with Brianne. (laughs) Sure. Who does not like horror films? She jumps yep. very easily. She she they freak her out. The you know sure. blah blah blah. Like sure. the other night we were we were laying there. We're at the the Mel Gibson farm for you know fans oh. of the show who know the history of her family yes. farm and the movie mm-hmm. the Mel Gibson blah blah blah. We're yep. at the Mel Gibson farm, and uh, <laughs> to be clear, it's not the farm where they grow Mel Gibsons. No, too bad. And um, <laughs> that be that be highly illegal, but super great. Um, be a little weird, and uh, you know we're like we're laying there, and I was like, "What would you do?" It's like it's like a hundred year old farmhouse, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I'm like, yep. "What would you do?" Like talking about like haunted stuff and whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, "What like what would be what would you grab? What would you not grab?" <laughs> in the process, would you go and investigate? If all of a sudden we were the only ones there in a mm-hmm. bedroom on the main floor, and there is a, a top floor, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What would you do if all of a sudden you heard?" what was so indistinctly, like, could not be mistaken for anything else, someone, like, running across the floor upstairs. Mm. And simply that question, she was like, stop, you're going to freak, like, you're freaking me out. Right. Like, yep. it, 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 yep. her head goes to that freaked out mm. space so quickly, right? So it does yep. not like scary movies at yep. all. And, and at one point towards the end of this movie, like well past the point that things should have been getting super scary. She turned and looked at, looked at me and she says, I can't believe I never thought I would say this, but is this going to get scarier or, and I was like, Oh, oh it's man. so bad. Okay. It's so bad. It's not oh. scary. Except for like the really the only like crazy scene is when the mm-hmm. baby dies at the beginning. Oh, and there's like weird stuff going on, like mm-hmm. like just like it's very graphic. It's like human ritualistic, very. sacrificial, oh. um, awful. And and so then I was like, oh gosh, like that. Those are the themes. That's that's what we're in for with this movie. And it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's we get that very briefly. Uh, so it's garbage for that reason. It's not scary at all. And I understand making things feel, um, like historically like period accurate, Mm -hmm. but at some point 
the person who was who was I you know, like because I assume you're doing a film like this, you bring in some dialect coaches because mm. you're gonna need to get some people to like you, you got to hone in on this like the way of talking and the accent and stuff like that. At mm-hmm. one point, a dialect coach must have gone up to the director. <laughs> you would think, and have said, you know. There might be a benefit in shooting this in such a way that people can watch it without subtitles. Because there are moments where it is so thick. The accent and the language is so thick. And, oh, and what's his face? Pa is like <laughs> muttering stuff sort of like under his oh. breath. He's just kind of talking quiet like this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's doing it in this like. Thou oh, they aren't wow. thy dirt fruit and you're like <laughs> <sighs> What did yeah. he say? And there were several times where hmm. like thirty seconds of dialogue back and forth would happen. Mm-hmm. And the thirty seconds of dialogue would end <laughs> and I didn't understand what the conversation was about. And and actively thought to myself, but I also don't really care because this is such a stupid <laughs> move. And so it didn't go back. It didn't like go try to figure it out. Gosh almighty. Because like it, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. This is a shit film. Okay. It is so bad. It okay. is so boring. Okay. Yes, yes. Let's, let's Anyways. Do, let's do, what's your I, initial I'll, impression? I'm going to give you my initial impression. Wow. Okay. I've been struggling all week, not as much as you have, apparently, but I've been trying to gauge how to handle this. I had some intel about what how you might feel about this film, and I, I might not handle it the way you might anticipate. I think this is a good film. However, don't you dare. Uh, however, I won't be handling it in a way that I'm going to try and convert you, or at least um defend it to the nines yeah. this film has has some content material that i'm like like not not some bolts wise like if you break it down what's happening makes me uncomfortable i don't appreciate i don't enjoy and so just we each all have our comfort levels of what we can see on screen and what we cannot see on screen and whatnot so this isn't enough that i have to shut it off but it's a it's there's enough of the stuff on screen that i you know i'm not going to watch this every christmas or anything by that means um but i i really like this film I, and I, that's why it's like an odd thing. I'm I'm kind of kind of defended against you, but I'm also not going to absolutely like not rest until you say no, Pete. I like this movie. So what I like about it, I I didn't write this down, but I actually do enjoy the di- like the, what they're <laughs> how they're communicating in the time accurate uh, dialect of English, I guess you'd call it. I, I, there's just something so unique to it that I haven't seen in depicted in film. And it's just, there's a richness to just saying, what are you doing in here? That like, what's thou doing out of bed? You know, I I can't do it to the, the same degree that it was in the film, but I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed this period, this window into a historically different time. I enjoyed that. The score was great. Um, and specifically, you know, you've got like the 2001 Space Odyssey-esque horrifying, you know, human vocal soundtracks of people screaming and, and chanting. So that was creepy for, or scary for me. And I really, listen, 
what some would consider is boring or a slow pace. I would consider a slow boil throughout the film. I, I felt it was consistent and you'd have to agree. It's consistent. You might call it boring. No, uh, I don't think it's say, consistent. You, you would say it's consistent. You would say it's consistently boring. I would say it's consistently boiling. It, okay. It's right, tomato, yeah. tomato. Um, but I, th- where I thought it was more building tension and conflict within this family to then a final resolution. I will say there's some things I disliked. Um, you know, as much as seeing this period was fun, uh, uh, you know, the tone of the film, the color tones are obviously a choice that, you know, it's a, bl- it's a scary movie. It's a horror meal film. So like they're going for very bland colors, colors that you know, help with the theme of isolation. And, you know, there's just also there's the things of the period that I wouldn't enjoy, like, you know, <laughs> muskets backfiring in your face and the reality of the dinner table going, well, kids, you might starve this winter. Like, there's, yeah, there's like that things. Was, those were the scariest moments. <laughs> right. I, and I, listen, I'll get to this later. The, the scenes with the family, one of the things I, is a strength of this film is the scenes with the family. It's not what the witch is doing. As horrifying as what she's doing is bad, and that's the driving force of this film, what this film's strength is, is the human element. Like I talked about, like reflective of the witch trials and hysteria, it's the evil that goes on in the family of suspecting each other and mistreating each other or locking each other in a barn or doing this or doing that, all because they're they're kind of turning on each other when something goes bad. They're not really coming together they're really turning on each other or kind of like not no pun intended like but like a a crow pecking at a wound like they're just I, I and i think that's where i differ from you those are the scarier scenes and i think that's the point right um but yeah the, just what i disliked is both some color tone issues of like a filmmaking aspect and then also just like realizing how crappy this period of time is where like hysteria and like horrid events are just kind of like a run-of-the-mill you know reality of like hey we might starve this winter so we're gonna we're gonna think about giving our beloved child away to you know live in another family's home just so you know we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do and yeah the mother was an insufferable bag i'll i'll, I'll give you that oh what well, like the scariest thing about this movie for me is their mm-hmm. parenting skills <laughs> and the fact that CAS or Child Protective <laughs> Services does not yet exist. Yeah. I mean, this film has yeah. a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just looked that up. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's What the uh, hell? So, yep. I'm reading some of the the reviews here of people who gave mm. it negative reviews. Yep. Uh and and I love this one. Mm-hmm, it's only mm-hmm. when the family's livestock become involved that cracks appear <laughs> in the earnest surface. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, all of a sudden the goat's involved and it's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> but like, but nothing, yeah. nothing, so many things about this film mm. didn't make sense to me. Mm. Like, I don't feel like there's a clear explanation for what's happening at the beginning of the film. But they're thrown out because of how devout they are? Yeah. Why are they thrown out of the church? 
I, I'm assuming, you know, and I, I don't know if I needed an answer for that. I think it's obviously just, you know, you got to fill in the blanks. Okay. Either they're so devout that maybe they took something out of, uh, you know, they've come become isolated for some reason, whether they took something out of interpretation and they think the rest of the colony's living in sin, or they were kind of a bit loosey goosey on something and the colony said, no, wait, like you, that you've, that's a, a road to a bridge too far. You, you know, you need to leave. So obviously they've had a falling out of some sorts. Yeah. So and they get a good old, the movie stars, they get this good old fashioned Amish shunning. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Mm. And then, so, so then the baby's taken and I'm like, okay, all right, this is graphic and it's awful. And, and Brianne was really upset by the imagery here. Um, and, and I want to stop you right there because, yeah, like that scene and that element just as human beings, as parents, just as citizens of Earth, it's disturbing to say the least. Oh, yeah. Just but, to say the least, like awful. You know, and so I was like, and there's this like this weird moment. So I have no issue with and you know, as has been discussed many times on mm-hmm. our show, mm-hmm. um, for anyone who knows me and knows our show, I have yep. no I have no issue with the nudity in this film. Right. Yep. That doesn't bother me at all. It's, no, no, no. There's this like weird moment where during the whole like baby sacrificial scene mm. where the witch is shot from it. She's like facing away from the camera. Mm. She's naked. Mm. And she's like using kind of like a butter churner thing to like mash up baby bits. Is that <laughs> kind of what's happening? But like <laughs> just uncomfortable even like describing it. But, but like, and I, I'm trying to say this in a way that's like not crass or anything, but like, mm. Just the way the shot is set up, it's like it's like five or six seconds of panning slowly in towards this naked person facing away from the camera. You can't mm. see their hands, and all you hear is this like wet mashing sound. And I'm mm. like, are we watching someone masturbate from behind? <laughs> what is happening right now? And then right. and then it like pans around or it cuts to the different shot, and you can see, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they're just mashing up baby bits. But mm-hmm. I'm like, so that was weird. Mm-hmm. Then there's a bunch of like, you know, there is there is this fear of like what's what's looming is the witch coming at any point? Like the the boy comes back and it's like, you know, you see the boy, like the witch kisses the boy and I assume mm-hmm. because the boy returns naked, I assume did a lot more with the boy than just kiss him. Um uh, yeah. But like and so the boy comes back and I, you know, the whole time, as soon as he returns, you're thinking to yourself, ooh, but I bet you he's not the same. Like, I bet you mm-hmm. some, like he's possessed by the witch or something and some weird stuff's going to happen. And it kind of does, but kind of not really. And mm-hmm. then, and then everyone starts dying because the, the goat has rabies and, <laughs> is, is, you know, so there's all that and it's like, okay, yeah, like that's sort of frightening. And the witch shows up not near enough in this film right like shows up mm-hmm. twice and mm. but then but then it's like it's like they didn't know how to end this they they knew they had a bad film hmm didn't know how to end it it's, it's like i just is there something i'm missing what is the justification because <laughs> my understanding is up until this strange change of heart and mm-hmm. total 
character flipping. Our main girl, what is it, Thomason is her name? Mm, yeah. I don't actually think she's evil during the movie, right? I don't. It's not until the end where she goes so. and actually joins the circle of flying naked women. And I'm like... <laughs> Coven, I think you'd call it. Well, if you, maybe. But, but, you know, I guess it depends on, yeah, depends on the party you're at. But I'm like... <laughs> oh, so some people don't like... Some people don't like using the word coven. I don't know. Um, but mm-hmm. listen, I... Why? What? Hmm. Because her mother was a horrible hag and mm-hmm. she had to kill her mother. Like, what was the, yes, I'm going to strip myself of my clothes, wander naked into the woods, swear my life and my soul to Satan, mm-hmm. and join the witches? Like, hmm. that seemed so, there was no basis for that there was no real explanation for it it was just something that was now happening and 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 my only response sitting there watching it was like what like what i why what is happening yeah, that part is a good question and i will get to that i i want to break down some of the things you've just said in kind of one by one fashion. So uh, the first, I just want to say, and I can't say it's going to influence my scoring, but this just isn't my usual cup of tea films. Uh, There's just some things that I'm just not comfortable with on film. And this film does breach it a lot. So that's why it's such a weird combination that I think it's a really well-made film, but some of the content material just drags it down for me. So that's the first thing when you're reciting all these things that happen, I'm like getting cold sweats again of like, Oh, that's why. That's why I didn't score this movie higher. But and and like I will say, well, is the oh, goat go the devil? Is that yeah? Yes. Is the goat supposed to be the devil? Is that what's I, happening? Yeah. And okay. and that it is that is kind of consistent with lore at the time. That was another animal that was kind of associated, to my understanding, with that. When and that, and that makes sense because we see kind of hooves walking across, where it's like one hoof and like one boot walking across at the end when. Uh, when she's sitting in the the room kind of okay being offered butter and stuff yeah uh, okay it just it, like again that seems like a stretch and then it seems like you know oh this movie didn't make any sense to me and essentially you're saying well yeah it didn't make a, sen- a lot of sense to me either until i started you know until i went to the library and took out three books on <laughs> on the new england <laughs> witch hunt and i'm like oh Okay. No, wait. Let me get there. Let me get there one by one. I'll, I'll get to where you're going. Um, well, I might not answer that part. I, I, I think it's just to, I don't. I knew that that was associated with lore by doing like some some stuff I've seen, but I think just the footprints going across and like hearing a man whisper after the goat walked in. You know, that is what we are to believe is that yes, the the goat was. And the fact that the goat just went ape shit on the dead and killed him, uh, like yeah, that is the devil, or at least some some member of a bad bad gang of dudes. That's for sure. Like I know people who have goats. Should I be cons- like? <laughs> no, it's fine. Just don't don't walk into a room alone with them. And they also eat butter. Like 
I, <laughs> the goats are the people. I don't know. I don't know. Goat okay, butter. So, okay, is goat, me, wait, me. so is goat butter like the most satanic thing in the world? <laughs> okay, so let me break down. I feel that a flaw, and I'm tying this to Lucy, what you said about us not finding out an answer of why they leave this 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 settlement. That is, one flaw I wish we would have seen more of their interaction interacting with people in the settlement, or I wish they had gone back to town. Just I loved that little snippet we got at the beginning with the village and the townspeople and the indigenous locals. I just loved visually that interaction in that window into time, and I would have loved more of it, whether it's longer at the beginning, giving you the answer that you wanted, or whether it's that they did go back to town and go back in and out. Uh, and I know that's just not the story we're here to tell because the, it's one of isolation and, uh, you know, being apart from others. So that's obviously not going to fit. So that was something I disliked. And that is to a point that you made. What I feel oppositely, and I think that this is in my like category. And what one of the real reasons I think this movie is unique, where, you know, we get a pretty early indication of like the witch coming to town and you know, like you said, it sets a tone where you go, okay, yikes, this is bad. What are we in store for here? And then you kind of perceived it as like nothing happens for a long time. And then something eventually resolves at the end. How I, what I really liked about that is unlike some supernatural movies, it right off the bat, it just gives you the, the, the answer of what's going down. You know, is it, it doesn't, you know, try to play into the dramatic irony of the audience not knowing, or maybe the screen, the actors knowing and not knowing, you know, like it's pretty clear, you know, the film isn't trying to trick us into going, well, it's physically possible. There's a wolf, you know, it's physically possible. It's this, it's physically possible that a stranger next door stole the baby. It's like, no, this is clearly what's going on. And, you know, it's not hint at, it's not teased at, it's just not confirmed at the end. It's confirmed right off the rip. And I I feel like that's kind of a unique gesture that it gives. And then I just, I I think that's a bit unique as far as some of the horror movies I've seen. So that's one thing I like. The other thing that I like that I hinted about earlier, I just, the most uncomfortable scenes are of the family. Is awful is that scene is where the the baby's kidnapped, or awful is other things like with the dad dying or what have you. Uncomfortable scenes where the brother returns and things aren't back to normal. Just the uncomfortableness of just this family sitting around the table and, like I said, just being typical human beings or you know the worst at human beings. Like I should I should say, not typical. I'm not like some sinister person, but. being the worst that humans can be sometimes they they embody that they're turning on each other they're not helping each other in a time of crisis and just uh, i i I get like they really embody the source material of these witch trials where just you know one the sister says something and for the rest of the movie you know these siblings accuse her of being a witch even though she said it in joking and passing so uh, i i just thought that was the second thing that was so unique that it wasn't this, you know, in a paranormal activity or something where you've got a supernatural entity throughout doing things that prompt our characters to go along or be scared or do this or do that. Really, this, the witch kind of drops something at the beginning and you see the ripple effects spread until the very end. And that, I think that's what's unique about it. And I think that's what's truly most scary. It's kind of like in 
in movies like It, where the the clown itself isn't that scary. It's when other human beings are doing awful things as a result and are, are, are just as scary, if not more scary than the villain. So that's something that I differed with you. As far as the ending, I don't know. I don't... I feel like I'm wondering if I'm missing something because part of me when I first saw this film a few years ago and still when I watched it this time, I'm wondering if the sister is a witch, but maybe just not fully aware. I know she thinks she's joking around saying she's a witch, but just there's certain moments where I forget how it's exactly cut, but like she does disappear or she's not on screen when other things are happening or even just the fact that like when they're all locked in the barn at the end and things start going down. I don't even know if the camera pans to that older sister. It just pans to the younger kids looking at this goat in the barn or, you know, looking at that animal that's being chewed on in the barn. And my ex- my only thought is like, whoa, if the door's still locked, is this the sister that we're seeing that's just changed shapes that maybe the, the witch can change shapes and be a shapeshifter? So I don't know. I guess I'm not well-versed enough to say if that was actually happening or yeah, not. Yeah, because I don't know what, her, you know, oh, the sister's a witch and she's just not aware of it. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know either. So, and that could be just, an, that is just a theory that I just kind of came up with as I'm talking, but I'm not sure if there's any weight to it. So I guess that I, I won't put any any weight on that. I don't know, man. People people do weird things when, when your whole family's dead and you've got like, and you, she's never been particularly happy in the screen time that we've seen her. So people make weird deals for weird reasons. And, you know, I, I, again, she doesn't seem particularly happy in the life that she's lived. Like every time it's, it's you know, she's backtracking and trying to appease her parents for, you know, whatever slight wrongdoing she's done or appeasing her mother, who's an insufferable bag. And she's saying, oh, you know, you know, I, I guess I'm just saying, Maybe she just said, F it, this is bullshit, and I like butter. Like, I, I'm not being sarcastic about it. I'm just saying as a character story progression, maybe that's where it was. Like, I, there are people succumb to temptation. I'm not trying to get political. I'm not trying to get religious here. I'm just saying this person, maybe she's vulnerable at that point. So maybe it makes sense that she just snapped like that and said, you know what? I'm not staying here by myself. I'm not going back to that village where no one will talk to me because we've been banished. What you're offering me sounds pretty good. And this sounds tempting. Like I do want to travel the world. I want to have a nice dress. I'm tired of wearing this, this corn fungus covered dress and not having any butter. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And it's okay not to know. Good. Um, I will say, what did you think of the acting? Because the acting, I, the father and the daughter, I thought were amazing. Yeah, I think like the, the acting solid. Yeah, I think the rest of the family is meh. Like the mother and the children are fine; they're adequate. But I felt like the father and the daughter were great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like. I would agree, and and I again, I think that they perfectly perfectly encapsulate the the accent and the time period and mm-hmm. stuff but it's also like the I, I think that that's to the film's detriment like mm. you know you could give us you know 
you could give us a movie set in ancient Egypt. Or like, here's an example, right? So I've been playing, you know, we don't, we don't talk about like, oh, what video games do you play this week? I've been playing <laughs> through um, Assassin's Creed Origins, mm. which is set in ancient Egypt. Sure. And yeah, all the Egyptians have sort of an Egyptian accent and the, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks have like a Greek accent. And that's, that's great. That's fantastic. They're still all, for the most part, speaking English because who wants to play a video game where you got to read subtitles the whole time, right? <laughs> right. And I understand that this New England English is still English, but yep. it's like, you know, another another one of the, the rotten reviews on Rotten Tomatoes here is mm. uh, that this is like the King James of horror, King James version of horror films. <laughs> I, I think I've heard that before, actually. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just dumb <laughs> it down a little so that, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like I was spending more energy, <laughs> trans, like, mentally translating what was being said most of the time. Mm. And, it, and I can't argue with that because I get it. I think it just might be a, a, a matter of taste, right? Because, again, I've seen this movie twice now. So, you know, at times, I don't remember what it was like the first time I watched it. But this time, I knew what was happening. So, I could really lean into, okay, if I don't understand every word that he's just said, I still know what's going on. So, maybe there was that at play with it. And maybe, like, I did just generally think it was a well-made film and I enjoyed it differently than you did. So, that could be part of it, too. So... I guess if I watched this film and it had been done in a more common, like modern day English, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. No. But just, it's just such, it's such a unique, unique time period and one that I've not seen as much in film that I, I think I'm just all for it keeping that. And I, I appreciate it. And I, I, I did enjoy it at That's times. Fair. And I, you know, I think that's just a matter of taste because I, I completely agree with you. I'm the first person to have to throw subtitles on and it's just annoying. And if you're having trouble following what's going on, I'm definitely there. I'm there a lot of time with different movies. So I get that argument. I think just fundamentally in this circumstance, I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. That's fair. Where would you rank this on... <laughs> on robert eggers filmography so where the three films he's made i haven't seen the northman i have curious curious about it i've seen the lighthouse and i've obviously seen the witch so believe it or not i found the lighthouse so uncomfortable like i not again not that it was a bad film i thought it was a well-made film just some of the subject matter, I just felt so uncomfortable the entire film. Like, I was yeah. just, I could never lean back into my chair and, you know, take a sip of that Sprite and have another bite of popcorn. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what, what now? Like, where are we? Oh, of all the content matter that we've seen in The Witch, I would rather rewatch The Witch than The Lighthouse. So for me, it goes Witch, Lighthouse, and Northman to be decided. That would be my one, two, three. You've seen all three. Which, how would you rank them one, two, three? Uh, I would put the lighthouse at the top. Okay. Just because it's so artistic and yeah. creative. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't yeah. think, like, I think The Witch is, is a beautifully shot 
movie. Like the, the sure. landscapes and the visuals and stuff like that are all great. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's artistic or like innovative, whereas The Lighthouse was. Um, yeah, maybe. So I would put, I would go The Lighthouse, then The Northman, and then The Witch. <laughs> Even though it's a scale of three, you'd still put it which at number four. Yeah, and I would actually put um, <laughs> Nosferatu, which is his the film oh. he's got coming out next year. I would put that above the witch, and I haven't oh, seen okay. it. It's not <laughs> out. It could be horrible, <laughs> but it's got oh. Bill Skarsgård in it. So I like. Oh, I don't know how you you know. Yeah, you don't scoff at a Skarsgård. <laughs> All seventeen of them, which are involved All in Hollywood. Thirty, yeah. Which did you know? <laughs> actually hang on yeah did you know so there's a bit of a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a thing here okay and i don't know if we've talked about this before hmm. but there's they're n- not all the scars guards are scars guards oh i don't know if i've had this conversation so there's there's bill scars guard and Stellan Skarsgård, obviously, with the Andor series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I say Peter Skarsgård, do you know who I'm talking about? Hmm, I will in 30 seconds once I uh, Google it. He, he was in The Batman. He's in... Um, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. The yeah, Magnificent yeah. Seven. Yep. Uh, but, but look at his name. He's not a Skarsgård. He's a hmm. Sarsgård. Right. Yeah. So Peter Skarsgård is not a Skarsgård. He's a Sarsgård. Mm-hmm. So this is just let this be a public service announcement not to get your Skarsgårds and your Sarsgårds confused. I have to admit, I don't think I even knew who Peter Sarsgård was. Yeah, well, he's But I do not, now, he, and I not, won't it, forget it. You know what he's not? <laughs> a witch. Oh, he's no, a, a Skarsgård. Well, yeah, he's not a Skarsgård. He's a Sarsgård. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, people. Educate yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, it's, it's well shot. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. Yep. I think it's, uh, uh, as far from a writing standpoint, I think it's a shit show. Yeah. I think it's got fair. a pacing issue. I think it's got an intensity issue. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's one of the reviews I read said that like, it seems like the whole time he's, he's not sure whether or not he's making a supernatural horror film or a psychological thriller. And he Mm. kind of flip flops back and forth and, and it just. Do you think that's part of the reason why? You didn't like it, though. Not that you don't like either of those genres, but were you wanting more a horror movie in spook season? Like, I'm, I'm asking, I, was, was if it had been, like, is it the film that's bad? Or maybe you were, were your expectations different and therefore it didn't deliver up to those expectations? I think if it picked a lane and stuck in it, like, I, yeah. I you know, like, because okay. that's the, I think that's the problem is that it, it has so many horror elements it starts out with the whole like the witch scene with Mm. the baby sacrifice and stuff like that's horror Mm. that's not a psychological thriller no that is horror Hmm. uh and it just seems to flip-flop hmm and i think that's kind of my issue with it 
huh and now i'm wondering if that's the reason i like it so much because i like i and i didn't pick this you know i didn't choose this movie as a result of that and actually it was uh it was a suggestion from patreon so i guess i guess i didn't really choose anything but i didn't I guess what I'm trying to say is lining this up with actual horror movies. I'm not the type of person to pick a horror movie to watch on a regular basis. You know me. The listener is pretty familiar with me. Yeah. And I'm wondering why, and maybe that's why I am a bit more lukewarm to this movie because it isn't a true stereotypical horror movie that terrifies you at every turn. It it is more the psychological thriller. And maybe that's why I was more open to it. And I'm I'm more pleased by it i'm wondering if that's the answer yeah, maybe because I mean, it has a maybe and I, again that's a fair opinion to say it there's too many cooks in the kitchen they got to choose just one and i think i'm just happy to have a foot on both sides of the fence with this and say i really enjoy both aspects of it it's, it's scary and horror enough to make me feel spooky in the spook season but it's psychological thriller enough to make me go okay i'm not gonna like be scared for the next three weeks thinking yeah. about this. I mean, I just looked at three websites and it is consistently billed as a horror film. Mm. And so I think as a horror film, if that's, if folk horror, which is a subgenre of horror, yep. which just includes figures of folklore. So, the, you know, like the witches. <laughs> um, if that's what he set out to make was a horror film, Mm. then I think it's a bad horror film. Um, Especially just because there's this massive uneventful lull Mm. in the the middle of the film, the majority of the film, right? Mm. And if what you're making is is sort of a dramatic thriller, psychological drama, then then yeah, you know what? Then I'm still going to nitpick at the sort of the wordiness of it and the difficulty understanding you know, that and and some of the plot points that just seem like conveniently there, like, okay, now she's just a witch. Um, mm-hmm. But I, then I, I don't think it's as horrible as a film. I still mm. don't think it's good, but, but it's not as horrible of a film. Um, right. But if what you're making is a horror film, then then, yeah, then taking all this time, then showing us everything right at the beginning to set it up and then just kind of showing us everyday life carrying on for a while <laughs> is is bad horror filmmaking then then hmm. you're not building on my my stress and my anxiety and the tension and the and the fear and the all that stuff you're not building on any of that and hmm. and for that reason yeah like i appreciate i appreciate the way the film looks yep visually I appreciate mm. cinematically what they did. You know, they made this on a $4 million budget. It grossed $40 million. So mm. yep. good on That's you. Fair. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, definitely, definitely not for me. And I'm, I'm a horror yep. film person. And I think had, you know, had in the same way that like Walking Phoenix's Joker movie <laughs> wasn't for you. Mm. but you can appreciate mm. what it is that it's a good yep. it's well made and it's a good film sure uh but it's just not for you yep. um i think had they 
had they really leaned into and stayed consistent with some of the the graphic imagery that we saw with the, the sacrifice at the beginning, mm. I think it would have been not really my cup of tea. Mm. It would have been a little too intense for <laughs> yeah. me. Um, but I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I think I would have respected it and went, okay, you are mm. showing me mm-hmm. the visceral graphicness of the folklore of the witches at the time and, and the horribleness of, of their, their ritualistic ways and, and stuff like that. So I, I, you know, I don't know, but scale of zero to 10, sir, how would you rate the witch? <laughs> I, again, I had a real difficulty scoring this because uh, again, like we said, you and I are just different people. And I, I just really adored some of the filmmaking decisions that we like, it just some of the filmmaking artistic results that we saw of this film. I loved the period uh, and like the window into history and even just some of the sequences, you know, where they're long and drawn out. And then, you know, you have the boy slowly approaching the witch's house and then dramatic cuts to dream sequences at the end. And, you know, just everything about it. I think it's a really, really well-made film. And that's just where you and I differ on an opinion of a film, which is okay. But... The underlying content, like some of the material that they're working with, is pretty horrific. Like, it truly is. And, you know, after I have, I haven't watched it in a few days now since by the time we recorded this episode, and I kind of forgot how horrible it was until we started talking about it again, and I think my blood pressure has just increased a bit. Well, that's the butter. So, <laughs> I can't give it a flawless. Like, it's not a 9 or 10 for me. I can't even give it a good just because it's that's how uncomfortable it makes me. It's so weird. It falls within to the kind of the meh category, and I give it a six out of ten. It it's just got so many things. It's such a blend of things that I really enjoy as far as filmmaking, and things that I just really don't enjoy as far as content and like graphicness. And I think it's mainly just a few key scenes, but for me, it's enough to drag it down. So I have to give it a 6 out of 10. And it's just the weirdest 6 out of 10. It's the weirdest debate all I think I might ever have on this show where I'm so convicted it's a good film, but I can't, like, I'm not here to convince you that it's an 8 out of 10 because I can't even give it an 8 out of 10. Like, it's just, it sounds like I'm being wishy-washy. It sounds like I'm being on the fence, but it's just like the weirdest combination of just really thinking it's a great film but there's some things in it that I can't give it a high score and I'm just having trouble pinning it, but it's a six out of 10, I think would be my final number. Um, and I'm not even going to rank it on my score of things. Cause it's just, it's a good film, but I'm not seeing this in theaters. I'm not paying premium access for it. Like it's just, it's such a unique, unique film as far as how I perceive it, like how I, how much credit I want to give it but how good it is. Oh, I just, it is a weird blend. It is a weird blend, but it's a good film. Just very, very traumatizing. What did you give this out of 10? Um, like a 0.5. Oh. <sighs> like I said, I'd rather watch Lost in Translation. Like I, Which, I, I uh, feel like I would get more, I, but I mean, you have to admit that you would rather watch Lost in Translation as well. I would. I truly would. But for different reasons. It's just, it's, I can walk out of Lost in Translation with a warm, fuzzy feeling. 
Yeah, well, maybe now so can I. Like, I don't... <laughs> I could walk out of it and go, well... Uh, uh, I didn't just watch The Witch. And then that would probably I'm make so, me feel warm and fuzzy. I'm so upset because part of me is... Like, I'm like, this film does not deserve the score you just gave it. But also part of me is like, I can't give it a higher score, so I get where you're coming from. It's, uh, again, I've never been more conflicted in scoring a film than I think I have with this. You think you're upset. Wait until friend of the show Marshall <laughs> listens to this episode. I <laughs> Friend of the show, I'll give him a shout out now. I was going to give it at the end. Friend of the show Marshall, I know he will listen to this. This is one of his top movies. I got to check his top 25. I'm certain... It's in the top 25. I forget if it's a 10 out of 10, but it was a highly scored film. It's a favorite of his. Yeah. He, he I can already see the tear. Like, there's, a, there are teardrops falling I, down his face as we speak. I've been trying to convince him to bite the bullet and watch Rings of Power, which he has been boycotting. <laughs> he uh, will. I think he's going to eventually. Well, and I, I sang the praises of the, of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, you know... <laughs> that's great that you like it but like having listened to the podcast for a long time like i kind of get the impression that we mm. like our our tastes in film differ quite a bit mm. um so i still probably won't like it and yep. i was like and i was thinking to myself i don't know i can't remember what i responded but i thought to myself i was like well i don't know if our I, like i don't know if our <laughs> likes are that different uh but this certainly doesn't this doesn't work well in the favor of that theory so oh yeah again awful I, film I see, man just awful no it's not it's a good film just, just awful uncomfortable uncomfortably awful Un- uncomfortable material not a bad film yeah. yeah yeah what'd you watch this week sir uh i think just one thing the other thing i think it would make more sense to talk about in an upcoming halloween episode so I will just say I watched a 1997 Chevy Chase film called Vegas Vacation. Oh yeah, and it's it's your typical vacation movie in that series yep, where got you know nipples. It's got Corvette <laughs> or like convertibles. I don't think it has. I don't think it has nudity, but it's got like Corvettes and Vegas Vacation. Is then it's the only one that doesn't. No, Vegas I, Vacation has nudity. I don't think so. I watched it. <laughs> I'm telling you, there isn't. You got the you got the Disney edit or something i mean again we've i've talked about this on before like the tbs special maybe when i watched it on tv as a kid the nudity was cut out but i watched it the other day and there was no nudity i so. feel like beverly d'angelo definitely no eh, maybe I not i don't think so i don't think so she doesn't she doesn't in the first one maybe maybe um i feel like i haven't seen i don't think uh maybe i've seen them all i I, I I grew up with Vegas Vacation, so when I watched this, I just wanted something light and fluffy to laugh at, and I gave it a 5 out of 10. You know, it's it's got moments where I laugh. It's got moments where I cringe. It's a vacation movie. He does stupid things. He does awful things. He does odd things. So it is what it is. Up, you know. It, it is what it is. Wayne Newton actually is a pretty fun, like, as an adult now, when I watch, like, oh, Wayne yeah, Newton Wayne Newton's shows great. up. And like hits on his wife. It's just so ludicrous. Like it's it is there are like I said, there's moments where you laugh out loud just because either something funny's happening or conceptually things are funny. And just but it is it is what it is. I, I'm not like a I walked away from it with the conclusion that vacation movies are what they are. They're not my favorite. 
But I think Vegas, this is going to hurt a lot of people. I think Vegas vacation is the best. I, I'm not a huge Christmas vacation what? guy. I'm just not. I know. I never grew up with it. So I have it's no. Cause, it's because Siegfried and Roy, isn't it? Because you <laughs> you're a sucker for Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> so 1990s. Uh, yeah. With Christmas vacation, I didn't grow up with it, right? So I've only seen it in the last five or so years or 10 yeah. at most. So. It's just, it's not a tradition. And I know that upsets a lot of people because they watch it every Christmas and it's just like a family tradition. And I'm just not there for it. So it's a hot take. It's not a popular one, but Vegas vacation is higher on the list than Christmas vacation. And Vegas vacation is what it is. It's not perfect, but it was just a funny, lighthearted thing to throw on. Oh, I bet you European vacation is the other one that has nudity in it. Maybe I th- I've seen I couldn't tell you I've I think I've seen them all I couldn't tell you what other than that they go to Europe and they go to like some theme park I couldn't tell you what happens in the other and they ones. knock over Stonehenge oh <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar yeah so yeah yeah uh, the other one I will wait till next week so that is all I well and I've actually so I guess I'll just say I finished season three of Stranger Things I've been doing a rewatch and uh, it's just interesting I you know I can't put my finger on the pulse of which is the best season i've you know thought season one was the greatest for for the longest time i've had some people tell me season four i think you on the show at one point were considering season three was maybe your favorite and i just i don't know what the answer is anymore you know i think it's just kind of like i have an agnostic approach of who can know which is the greatest season just because when i thought things were better in the earlier years you have characters like Steve Harrington who aren't as developed. So like in season two, three, and four, he's this more fleshed out character. So like different examples of like different points in time where I thought the show was better. It actually was weaker in some ways because some of these characters didn't have such a pivotal, important role. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like star Wars where you go, okay, you might have one favorite episode, but there's things throughout the entire nine film trilogy that there are moments that are important, that are genuine, that are authentic authentic to the whole story that's being told and regardless if you think some are weaker or not it's still star wars it's still stranger things and the underlying story characters moments feelings etc are all great yep yeah that's fair what did you watch this week oh so many things so i mean on the stranger things topic uh we finished stranger things finished season four um Mm. yeah you know i think the first half of season four is a little weak but boy does it end strong uh really 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 loved the end of it loved the overall like i'm not gonna not gonna go into spoilers um but i loved that like i loved that that there was explanation for like i love that it sort of tied the rest of the show together Mm. and and kind of like you know, you kind of got to see who was pulling some strings all yep. along yep. and and stuff like that. So I thought that was really great. Um, sure. I love, 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 love that the the season finale is two and a half hours long. Like to me, that's just, <laughs> I don't know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, really grew to love characters like Eddie. Uh, yep. Eddie's great. Um, and then, yeah, the finale had me I wish had me I wish Eddie... Up. I wish Eddie had the nickname Rick or Reefer Rick. Reefer Rick. <laughs> or, right, because that's where he was hiding yeah. out, right? He's yeah. hiding out at Reefer Rick's place. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
you know, and then and then there are some at the end of the episode, there are some people who are are reunited. Um, and yeah, it was definitely tear jerking. Uh, mm. And yeah, I, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and cannot wait, but unfortunately have to for season mm. five. The only thing I would say is like, you know, I came out of season four and it was kind of like, in some ways, I kind of felt like they've now done sort of what like the MCU has done and that it's mm. like, it's kind of just like too big now. Like the thing yeah. that they set up at the end of season four, that's going to be our main mm. issue in season five. I'm just like, this kind of mm. just seems like it's losing some of its like mm. groundedness. Yeah. Where now it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, where oh. do you go from here? Like, yeah. You know, like, what, just how do you to, like make it bigger yeah. every season? Yep. Up themselves. No, that's a, that's a very fair observation. Yeah. Uh, so watch that. Watched the first three films in the uh, Friday the 13th series. Hmm. Yeah, had never seen them. Um, and then okay. a couple weeks ago or something at Walmart, they had like, you know, oh, it's like 15 bucks or whatever for like the, the full series on Blu-ray, like all 10 films or something. So I was like, okay, yeah, all right, sure. Like, because I own all the the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Nice. And so I was like, okay, this seems like, you know, the next place to go is to have like a marathon of of these old crappy slasher films. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, you know, they're, they're slasher horror films from the 80s. So like, they're low budget and they're super campy and they're, you know, they're not the pinnacles of cinema by any mean, but if that's what you're sitting down to watch is this can't be ridiculous, like, you know, you know, you know that a girl's about to get murdered because she's taken her clothes off and that's like nobody cares <laughs> unless they're naked. Like, right. so you're like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know if you're in the mood for that and that's what you're sitting down to watch, you know, that's what you're getting when you go in, then yeah, they're fun, right? They're fun. Yep. Uh, and then the other thing uh, we just finished watching was the, and bear with me, you're going to roll your eyes, you're going to think less of me. Uh, we just finished watching the extended edition of the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, mm. In mm. in in the process of watching that, and then Lord of the Rings, and then watching uh, Rings of Power. Wow. Yep. Just kind of a... a it got me in the Middle Earth mood, right? And I wanted to Oh yeah. To kind of go through and yeah. I've been craving I, I've been craving a Hobbit rewatch. And I do feel that we should have that on horizon in the near future because we've done the trilogy series, we've done the Rings of Power series. We've got to do the Hobbit in the near future, I think. Yeah, you know, I would say that the, every time I rewatch the Hobbit trilogy, I there are are several things about it that I hate. And that I will never stop hating as as a fan of the book, um, but I would say overall as a whole, I dislike the trilogy a little less every time I watch it. Hmm. So, yeah. So there, there's that. That's what I watched. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. an interesting point. I that's it, that's I don't know if I can agree with that, and I, I'm not sure if I can disagree with that. That's an interesting. Point. Yeah, like you know, like, at the end of the day, they're still not great, and they're certainly not oh, the no. Lord of the Rings, and there's definitely yep. some some big, 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 big issues. Um, 
but a lot of things that I found myself disliking before, I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get yeah. why you did that. I'm okay with the this. Lows, the lows are incredibly low, but there are still some highs. And just even from a soundtrack carryover perspective, there's some riffs and motifs that kind of, you know, f- from the soundtrack we love in the original movies, yeah. you know, when Legolas walks in, you get his theme playing in the background, which you can't in Rings of Power just because those characters aren't around. So it's just, there are yeah. some, there's some good moments in the Hobbit movies too, regardless of how bad overall they are, or at least not as good as they are as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. For yeah, sure. you, bring, you bring up a good point. And I think I would say that like, each time I watch it, my lows are just as low and my highs are just as high. But mm. sort of my a, a lot of the things that I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how mm. I feel about this. A lot of yep. those are sort of transitioning over into, no, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> sure. sure. So overall, it's it's making me dislike them a little less each time. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Wrap this up, man. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Please join us again next week as we talk about something else that's just different. Uh, please uh, like, follow, subscribe, check out all our socials, give us a good rate and review. Check out our Patreon page. Thank you for all our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you. Uh, we are just so excited to be creating content and for having you join us on the weekly regular. And uh, if you're not at that point of supporting the show yet, uh, that's okay. And if you are, check out the webpage. Now, and um, until we chat next time, uh, we've put got, an extra... Oh, well, go ahead. well, I was just going to say, we've got We've got a Scream 2 episode coming up. Mm-hmm. And we've reviewed Scream 1. Now, did you ever think, A, I, I know you didn't think you would enjoy Scream 1 as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you would actually be this interested in looking forward to doing Scream 2? Uh, <laughs> like, that's bizarre, right? <laughs> and I, I mean, you know me. Mm-hmm. Now that we've done two of them, I'm like, well, <laughs> especially with like, especially with a series like Scream, because there's so many like twists and we can like mm. break down like, you know, oh, was this a right. good twist? Was it a bad twist? Was it like, did you, you see get it coming? practice? Because there are six of them. So, so, da, da, the six will be coming out. Right. Oh, next year. Yeah. Juicy. Next year. Juicy. January, I think maybe or something. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we will continue that journey. Yeah. Oh, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that, folks? You said we're gonna we're gonna continue the scream journey. He's just confirmed yes. it. We're gonna keep watching them. <laughs> yes, eventually all of them. Yes. I'm sure. Ha-ha. Uh it's come ooh, we might have to okay, we'll figure nah, this out. I'm not committing to seeing the sixth one when it comes out. It doesn't come out. Hey, it doesn't come out till April. It doesn't come out till April. It's possible, but we got a lot of stuff on the docket that I would consider more important. And I think you would too. Oh, man. Courtney Cox, man. (laughs) Courtney Cox and. You shouldn't tell me who's. No, no, you shouldn't tell me who's still in it or not, because that would give away the who's going to die or not when I watch each episode. And Nicolas Cage and like. (laughs) 